0: Welcome. it is the under the ropes podcast. It is under the ropes fourteen, and it is your pals Mario and Brian Mario. what's up? feel pretty
1: good. had a little a uh, few cocktails, a little warm up with our regular podcast and now we're we're on the other side we're We're skiing the back side of the mountain right now. We're on the under the ropes
0: <laughs> We've gone under the ropes, and for those who don't know, the under the ropes podcast. Is not exactly ski related. We kind of we find things that are more adjacent, more things, you know, things that are that we're into, interesting stories, things that are funny, ridiculous, crazy, but all things that we think you're you're gonna find interest entertaining and interesting, which is why we're doing this. So strap in, grab a cocktail, have some fun with us. Mario. Let's not even go through all the other stuff. Let's just get right to it and go under the ropes. So a YouTuber cuts up a Tesla Model S Plaid to build track-ripping CyberCart ExoCar. Now, I'm sure most people know what a Tesla is. But do you know what a Tesla Model S Plaid is? Well, the Plaid is their most powerful version of the car. It's about 1,020 horsepower. Damn. Which is crazy. It isn't electric like all Teslas are. It's got a bigger battery. It's got more horsepower. It can apparently, theoretically, do 0 to 60 in 1.99 seconds,
1: which is absolute
0: bananas for a 4,700-pound sedan which is what it is. Damn. Now, the good thing, I'm glad you let me take the story because I actually watched four of this guy's YouTube videos about this. Oh, really? Podcast. Yes. Nice. The guy who bought this, a guy named Kyle Wade, and he goes by the name Boosted Boys on YouTube. Now, I laughed at that, and then I saw he has over a million followers on his YouTube Damn. channel. He's down in Florida. And they do a bunch of, you know, cool car modification stuff. So this guy bought this this Tesla Model S. It had, like, I guess it had been rear-ended, but it was in pretty good condition. But they say insurance companies often total EVs for even the slightest notion of battery damage. Oh, so they, damn. So they bought a shell for donor parts, stripping off the rear end, fixing it. And what they did was instead of like just getting back to making a normal, you know, Tesla, they decided to just hack away and cut away anything that was not necessary. And it's funny because the first uh, the first thing they did was, uh, you know, they're again, they took everything off that they could. They shed seven hundred pounds off the car, so they got Damn. forty-seven, forty-five to four thousand forty. And the problem was they have the whole front ripped off for weight savings, but they lost some aerodynamics because of that. And on these, you can watch these YouTube videos and it actually shows them going through the process, going to the drag strip, making their changes. I'm not a big drag racing guy, but it was pretty interesting to watch at least. And there's like just four or five different iterations of the video. And then they also raced the guy who has like the world's fastest Tesla. Like, he was there, but they got, he managed to get the zero to 60 down to 1.87 seconds. Damn. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. They hit the quarter mile in 8.83 at 149 miles per hour. Damn. Which is bananas. It's crazy how fast this thing is. It's just basically like the, the frame. A roll cage, and that's it. Like they really they put a spoiler on there. They they really stripped it down. They fabricated some like faux fenders on the back. I think he put the front back on. Like this this video shows the uh, in the clip that we have, and I'll have. in the show notes. It shows the there's no front at all, which is kind of an aerodynamic faux pas. But then they they kind of modified something to get huh? it on there, and they taped up all. that. Almost
1: stuff. looks like a dune buggy.
0: Pretty much, right?
1: Right. It's all stripped down. They got the roll cage, and that's it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty sweet, right? Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, the videos, videos are worth just, if if you're into cars. The videos are. And it's just so crazy seeing him like the point of view camera with like no top or anything him blazing down that <laughs> you know the, uh drag strip at 150 miles an hour
1: <laughs> that's got to be pretty cool
0: <laughs> yeah it's pretty sweet so yeah I'd, I'd recommend checking it if you' into cars it's uh it's entertaining and I'll have the links in the show notes yeah the links there
1: and you know, what would make him do that like how much how much did they spend doing this? So they had the car. That was 60 grand. Orig- original price, 108.
0: Yeah, and they bought was it for 60 man. grand.
1: And then they hacked it up.
0: Oh, look, they just put out a new video two hours ago. They built a whole new aerodynamic body for it. Oh, Nice. And they call the car e hey. and they actually are selling shirts of the car. Like, that's how you do it, man. That's like Jimmy Buffett's it. got a father. Right yeah. e Yeah, they built wow. this... Uh, I don't... I'll send you the link in the uh, our chat. But yeah, that's we'll... Really uh, cool. They built this, like... It looks ugly as hell. <laughs> it looked so much better when it was like the exoskeleton car. But... Uh, hey, I'm sure it made it even faster. I'll send you the link here. e That's what they're calling it. e But these guys, yeah, they I mean, I guess they so, have make enough money off their YouTube channel. They're 1 million followers. 1.22 million now that they have subscribers that Damn. they're able to yeah, buy these cars and modify them and bring them to the track and do their thing it's freaking awesome
1: that's pretty awesome
0: we can't even get give us keys man what the hell
1: i know i can't even drive one of those <laughs> i can't even test drive it they don't let me I'm like i'm sorry sure you have to uh can you buzz me no no that's all right we're good we don't need anything pretty sure you won't be one of our clients you won't even fucking buzz me in god damn bastard.
0: I love this guy's got the, the best racing suit. It looks like a pair of overalls with an American flag underneath. I like think American flag shirt, but yeah. it's actually a racing suit. It's like when um when Burton made the the blue jean looking ski pants, snowboard pants. Yeah. It looked like uh, the jacket looked like a flannel shirt and the pants looked like jeans. Hmm. So yes, this legend continues what they're doing with E-Roy. So that's pretty cool. Add, add one to their listenership. You know, subscribe and, and check out the journey.
1: I wonder if those guys, like, were working on HingeBot, if it would still be around.
0: Probably not. they would make it go faster. <laughs> <laughs> maybe no one could catch it then, if they had the, a faster hitchbot.
1: be great, and then you drive to Philly, and that will be it. I want to see those guys park it somewhere and see how long it
0: lasts. Goddamn Philly. Goddamn Philly.
1: All right. we got a sad story here. Anchor Brewery in San Francisco is closing its doors after 127 years. Um, It's funny. I remember loving this beer and then it disappeared and then it came back and now they're closing. So over the past several months, um, there's been a lot of closures of numerous businesses in San Francisco, but Nothing's hurt people more than this. So it's been a fixture in San Fran for over a hundred years and they're shutting down. So they're saying 27 years, 127 years. So they're saying, unlike a lot of the other businesses in San Francisco that are closing, this is one case where it's not primarily about crime, drugs, and homelessness. It was deeply hurt by the closure of bars and restaurants during the pandemic. So they were having so much trouble before, they were having trouble before that but after the pandemic it sealed their fate so local brewery decent sized brewery they had some distribution going but just think about covid just the way they shut everything down they just him in the a um so after 127 years they had to announce in a press release that they've been facing challenging economic factors and declining sales since 2016 extremely difficult decision that they Reached after many months of careful evaluation, uh, evaluation. Um, and they they had a they're gonna have to uh cease operations, so um, they have roots back to the California gold rush, isn't that crazy?
0: That is insane. Um, 100, I mean, 127 years that was, or 137 years, 127 years. Ugh, I mean. <laughs> You know, like, if you've seen the video, San Francisco is a bit of a mess. I mean, how do you keep a a business open there where people can legitimately steal up to $1,000 worth of product and there's nothing you can do about it?
1: Crazy.
0: So they're saying, and I remember them, they
1: they did distribute Anchor Anchor Beer around. I mean, I remember seeing it pop up and I think they... They hopped up their distribution from maybe pulled back a little, but they said a lot of their sales were centered in bar, centered in bars and tap rooms, which we know personally from talking to and, and, and knowing some of the creators of, of breweries where that local business is how you get your start. Um, and they kind of, I guess, went back to their grassroots, and they were centered in bars and tap rooms. And then the pandemic came, and with the shutdown, everything just kind of went to crap. They're like, they didn't even have, the, I guess, if you didn't have the distribution, you know, going not just to bars but but out to grocery stores when the pandemic hit. I guess that's probably where you kind of got screwed because now they shut down all the bars and restaurants for a while. So, oh. Uh crazy.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I don't know how you would continue having a business there when this is the kind of stuff you have to deal with. I mean, it's absolutely awful.
1: Well, the other thing they did was 2019 looks like they unionized. So
0: that's also another
1: nail in the coffin. Unfortunately,
0: that makes it tricky. I mean, this all seems like a wonderful idea, but yeah, it's unfortunately not usually how it works out.
1: Yeah. So it's sad to see that go. I remember Anchor Steam. Anchor Anchor Port, Well, they had the Porter and they had the Anchor Steam Beer, which was the regular one, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it all the Anchor Porter?
0: Well, they had a bunch of different ones, I think. I, I thought they had like... I thought they did. Yeah, and I confuse them with Sierra Nevada sometimes. I was thinking about that uh, Celebration now, but that's definitely Sierra Nevada. And yeah. then they had a couple different ones. I remember going I actually going to San Francisco and ordering an anchor steam at a you know local brewery there or a local restaurant there. So man, yeah, man. it's uh it's a bummer. Declining sales since 2016. Yeah. Yeah, man. it's it's unfortunate, but you know again, if you're if your yeah. city is crumbling and again people are stealing stuff and pooping in the street. I don't think a brewery is really your biggest concern.
1: Yeah. There's just so much to that. It's like, it's, it's, it's sad, right? Like this is the world we live in. And it's just, I don't know that whole thing with, uh, with COVID and the shutdown, like people don't realize how, how much that really hurt. um, not just business, but like life in general. Right. Yeah. Now we're still seeing the after effects, like, you know, how many small, and this is, this is a big thing when you look at, um, you know, big cities, like we, we lived close to New York city or live close to the city and, uh, you go into New York city and the only thing that's surviving are the big chains because all the mom and pops are going out. And that's one of the, that was one of the classic, like, the gems around the city were, Oh, look at this little mom and pop restaurant, like a, you know, small business owned restaurant that, you know, was really cool, really good and unique. And now that, that stuff's all going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's really unfortunate because that's the pretty much the backbone of America is small business, you know, having the opportunity to create your own company and, you know, build it up into something pass it down to your children, create a legacy. I mean that's if we don't have that, I mean it's it's not yeah. going to be as easy to achieve that quote-unquote American dream. I mean that that's always been the opportunity that you've had to create that for you and your family.
1: Yeah. craziness.
0: Yeah. Unfortunate. But <laughs> on the flip side of that, How about Tilray, which is a global cannabis company? They have agreed to purchase several beer companies, craft beer companies, from big, bad Anheuser-Busch InBev. Hmm.
1: I wonder why that is. Mm. (laughs)
0: Perhaps (laughs) Anheuser-Busch InBev is in need of some money due to some poor marketing choices in the last few months. Yeah. So this deal was announced on Monday and is poised to make Tilray among the largest craft brewers in the US, which is bananas to think about, and position the company to become a leader in the cannabis beverage space. Wow. So they have agreed to buy Breckenridge Brewery and they're also going to acquire Shock Top, Blue Point Brewing, 10 Barrel Brewing, Red Hook Brewery. Widmer Brothers Brewing, Square Mile Cider Company, and Highball Energy. Those will bolster its already robust portfolio that includes Sweetwater Brewing, Montauk Brewing, Alpine Beer Company, and Green Flash Brewing Company. According to the Brewers Association most recent figures, Tillray was the ninth largest craft brewer in the country. The company expects it will crack the top five once the steel goes through, something that is expected to take place. Later this year. Damn. They also so that'd be own interesting the what happens with that, right? Is
1: that oh. so? They get a okay. distillery too. I wonder. I wonder, like, how this is all going to play out in terms of like how it all gets, you know, marketed and drawn into the fold and
0: stuff. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So with the transaction. Their beer business is expected to triple in size from 4 million cases to 12 million cases annually. That's what Ty Gilmore, the president of the U.S. Beer and Tilray brand, said in a statement. According to a filing with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, Tilray is expected to pay AB InBev $85 million in cash for the portfolio. Hmm. That doesn't seem like a whole lot. Yeah, right? it, it does It doesn't seem all those brands like that's a that's a decent amount of breweries there yeah so yeah Breckenridge, Shock Top Blue Point, 10 Barrel, Red Hook Widmer that's Square Mile, Highball that's eight different breweries wow definitely cannot have afforded Jackson Hole Mountain Resort instead
1: so I- now are they going to put cannabis in the beer that's what I want to know <laughs>
0: I think they're perhaps looking to do that. Well, they're talking about Breckenridge distillery and they're trying to look at different markets for bourbon and for our vodka and they're selling beer and they're also looking looking ahead to capitalize on future drug reform in the U.S. The Hmm. non-alcoholic beer sector. Upon federal cannabis regulation, we expect to leverage our leadership position, wide distribution network, and portfolio of beloved beverage and wellness brands to include THC based products and maximize all commercial opportunities. Hmm. So yeah, in See now, one of them is Sweetwater, right? Yeah, it's the one they acquired in 2020. So is like Sweet- called 420 Pale Ale.
1: 420 and it smells like cannabis. When you yeah. when you go to a place and they're pouring that, you're like, who is smoking? And it is the beer It's just uh, flaming with hops. Yep.
0: Yeah, I haven't had Very one of those cool. in a while, but yeah, those were I remember that being pretty tasty.
1: Yeah. But it smells like cannabis when you open, you know, when you pour one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Sweetwater released Broken Coast Lager, so named for a medical and recreational cannabis pure pure eh, purveyor also owned by the parent company. More recently, it debuted a line of high ABV beers called Gummies. So, nice. there's a lot of a lot of crossover happening in the cannabis and beer industry. It's it's very surprising because everything you always see is consolidation of the big brands, consolidation being bought out by the bigger companies. And now, you know, a little bit of the, uh, the little guy getting his piece. Yeah. Which is great. I you. will say, I'm glad that 10 barrel brewing is out from underneath in because they're pray for pal. That a- that's a delicious beer. And now I can go and buy it again.
1: Now you can get it. So are you boycotting?
0: I never really drank any Anheuser-Busch beers anyway. So I can't really say I was boycotting. I just didn't buy them before and I didn't buy them lately. So.
1: And now you can start you then. Now, now they're on the list. That's on good. The list. Yeah, very interesting.
0: Well, you just bought a cool. piece of Bud Light, right? Yeah.
1: No. Dude, I, I was out somewhere. I forgot where it was. And this, it was a bunch of. Bunch of guys, it was at the beach and there was a, a group of people and they were foreign, I forgot what language they were speaking, but you know, they're visiting and the one guy's going up and he's ordering beers and he's like, Give me, give me uh six bud lights. And the guy next to him was like hitting, he's like, No, 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 we don't we don't drink that. So he switched his order to like Miller or something like that. I was like, Wow, look at that, people are taking this shit serious. But it was kind of funny. The guy was like, No, no, you can't order that. We got to order the order those. Um And it was just kind of funny. Like that's people are actually going out of the way. They're like, fuck that. I don't want to drink it. You know, I don't want to drink Bud Light.
0: Uh, I mean, Um, it's, it's very crazy to care that much about Bud Light. And I mean, I I heard someone talking about a, they get a baseball stadium. You know, they have all the different beers, you know, Miller Lite, Coors Light, whatever, 18 bucks a pop. And they said Bud Lights were going for like $8 and people still weren't buying them.
1: (laughs) Still an empty line at the at the Bud Light. But you know, you think about it, right? So if you think about tit for tat, right? So in BEV AND Hey's went out and they said, we're gonna do marketing geared towards a certain message, right? We wanna promote this message, the social message. It's important to us. Great. You did what you wanted to do. You went away from promoting beer, and you wanted to support and promote. A social message, it didn't meet your demographic for your average beer drinker. From from what I would think, right? Your your larger percentage of beer drinker is not apparently based on the
0: results recently. You you would be spot on,
1: exactly. So now people that are boycotting it, it's their way to go back to them and say, "You gave us a message. We're giving you another message that we we want you to understand our message now." And it's kind of you know, it's kind of justice to serve. Like you guys play, you guys went there and wanted to go dabble in that game. And now you're getting a backlash, which you're like, I don't understand why people are, are so against the message that we put out. And it's, you know what? You didn't have to put that message out. You could have just sold fucking beer. Like that's what it
0: comes down to. I mean, are you I mean, a social create a media, new, like create you know, a new line, I mean, because they did Bud Light seltzers; those seem to work. That didn't upset any Bud Light beer drinkers. They're like, "Yeah, whatever. It's a seltzer. I don't really care," you know. But to like to to compromise your brand to just not know your target demographic at all.
1: I mean, this- but not only that, it's it's the social signaling. So you're going to pander to to the expectation that you feel people put on your brand to signal or or promote something or support something while it's great to to support a cause it doesn't mean you have to go out and and willingly show support for it necessarily unless you strongly believe on it i think a lot of these companies do it just because it's expected or they feel like we have to be part of the group and it's at the end of the day you're a beer company you're, you know, it's great that you can do, you know, send a message and help people. And, but I don't know, I think it was, it's kind of jumping the shark. You get into an area that you probably didn't think it through. And do you really want to be there or do you want to just sell beer? Like, I don't know. You know, it wasn't focused towards necessarily selling beer. It was more focused towards giving a message. Well, Mm -hmm. Advertising is about selling your brand, right? So they failed.
0: (laughs) It's crazy to say that that revenues fell 10% in the second quarter for InBev. Yeah. Sales to U.S. retailers declined 14%, underperforming the wider beer industry, primarily due to the decline in the volume of Bud Light it sold. So
1: I heard, wow. I read something the other day that they were the number one by far selling beer in the Northern mm-hmm. hemisphere. And they dropped to like, I don't, I think they might've dropped out of the top five or, or almost dropped out of the top 10. And I'm like, is, wow. In like, not even like two months, three months. I'm like, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. Talk also about crazy. a backlash. But what's so funny too, is they put, they put that, you know, her, I don't know if it's her or him on the can. And they said that the, they were criticized by LGBTQ advocates when they failed to support them in the broader trans community. <laughs> <laughs> I like, it's like they, they they double shot themselves in the foot. They shot themselves in both Aww. feet.
1: Well, here's the other thing, which I thought was weird. Like I didn't realize until I, I read up on it that it wasn't just the commercial. Because I was like, the commercial I was like, Seems like a pretty strong reaction to a commercial, but they actually put. I like you said. I don't know if it's. I guess it's a. It's a transgender man because he didn't have this sex change, so I don't know if they consider. I don't know. I don't even know mean, how to talk about it. That's how fucked uh, up yes, this whole world she is. Like right? Girls too. I, I don't even know, but they yeah. put above my picture his his her picture on the can. And I was like, you guys have never done that. Like, did you put like anybody else on the can? No, they never put a likeness of anybody. And how I'm many like people Dale
0: Earnhardt on the can or something? Someone who's like I've, related to the sport, like related to the, you know, right. the activities that Bud I don't know
1: if they've ever come out with like a Dale Earnhardt can. Like, I don't even know. Like, I I didn't think they put people's likeness on a can and they did that in this case and I think that's why the reaction was so bad. Like, yeah, I don't know, it's just weird,
0: just clueless, like like really just like a
1: clueless move. But think of all the other people you could have honored in history, in you know, throughout the ages. Ben
0: Franklin on there, you know, could put like Martin Luther King, could have put someone who's actually done something, Mandela, as opposed to to someone who, like, got their first weird period as a biological male. Uh,
1: it it's just weird shit like why okay great you did that like and i don't know i think it's i don't know i think it's just insane like <laughs> at the just- end of the day it's like if i go to uh you know a music concert and i want to see a band i don't want to lecture on political beliefs i want to hear your fucking music and sing i want to enjoy monkey. the show yeah sing your song your, and let me your get symbols, the fuck out that's right. I want I want a good show. I don't want a an education on what I should or shouldn't think. Like I just want to hear your music, and experience that. Right. Like now, if you had music that that sang that, I get that. But don't make your you know don't use the stage that you you know made for one reason to talk about something else. Because now you decided you want to make a uh, a statement about something. I don't. It's I true. just don't agree. We're not here. It's for kind a of group. like. Yeah. It's kind of like you told me uh, you went to that brewery and right away people were like, well, what are you doing for Black Lives Matter? They're like, "Uh, we're not doing anything. We're selling beer. Like that's what we do. Like we're a brewery. On
0: on Instagram. Yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're a restaurant, do I have to, do I have to acknowledge
0: something or can I just be a restaurant? (laughs) Well, it's the problem too, that people aren't, people aren't standing up for themselves. Yeah you know people are over, so over. afraid of standing up for themselves and it's just it's pathetic you know
1: but it's it not really even is. like you're against the 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 people that that fall into that category you're against what they're talking about you, you just don't have to do it like why why do you why is it bad to just do what you do why do you have to go out of your way to now acknowledge people that you may that or about may not every know? Topic. yeah it it like we were saying before, you know what? Sometimes it is okay to shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I want to say that at work all the time. Shut it the is fuck okay. Shut up and you. Perfect together. That's, exactly. Just, it is okay to do that once in a while. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: And there was some other, <laughs> there was some story in Canada about some guy, some principal who like killed himself because he was, he got fired. He was on some like, diversity training thing and he asked some question. He's like, oh, well, you know, we're actually pretty good about this. And the lady like called him out on it and like just berated this guy really? and like he ended up like killing himself. Yeah, it was like a big story a couple weeks ago. Wow. And again, like well, everyone's like, sh- it's like, you're, you're racist. It's like, well, I wasn't but now I'm starting to become a little racist. <laughs> I gotta be honest. You're kind of an asshole. Well,
1: here's the thing. I've seen stuff too where people get offended like If they want to be called by pronoun and you don't use the pronoun because you don't even know that they're, they want to be called by the pronoun and then they get pissed at you and it's like, I didn't even fucking know. So don't, don't get in my face because I will, I will beat you down. Like right now, this is offensive to me. Like you're acting like I should magically know every fucking thing about you. And I just met you. Like,
0: where do you get off? You know what I mean? Like. Uh, i don't know so entitled to their own ridiculous existence and think everyone has to subscribe to their level of insanity like it's like we're all we're all characters in the play that is your neurosis yeah that is your life you know what i don't even know you i don't know what the fuck you're talking about
1: like because there are some people that are just like i don't even know what they're talking about but they're yelling at me because they're saying i'm ignorant i'm i just don't know what they're talking about like you know
0: well, what and one thing one thing I've noticed is the people who go on about their pronouns usually aren't really good at stuff. They're good at being attention whores. You don't They're you don't good see at people in
1: complainers about stuff.
0: You don't see people who are really, really awesome at things yammering on about their pronouns. Just, just yammer away. That's just an anecdotal observation that I've made. But that's that's what I have noticed. People who suck at things and have a lot of time on their hands or no responsibility. They seem to be the ones who want to yammer on about pronouns, not people who are crushing it every every second of the day.
1: Right. And it's a big deal they focus on. It's like you could focus on other stuff. You know, there's there's a lot of other stuff that we could be doing. Because one thing I don't I don't want to happen
0: is that I don't know if you know, it's like in New Jersey. There's like a 4000 percent uptick in kids who identify as non-binary. And you know well, why? Because you have imagine, imagine your most awkward time in your life, like your tween to teen years, and you're uncomfortable and you hate your body and things are changing, and you don't know what the fuck to do. And then all of a sudden you get this like, well, if you do this or you identify as this, you are amazing. You're special. And yeah, people see it as like a golden ticket to like Great, I want to be special. special and comfortable. Yeah. I want to be special. Right.
1: Who doesn't want to be special? So they're going to run trophy. through it. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know? uh-huh.
1: Yeah, it's just weird. I think it's, oh, it's messing things up in some way.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't have the goddamn answer. You know, I'm just saying if you were awesome at something, you probably wouldn't care so much about this.
1: Yeah, that's like you walk up to somebody and say, hello, sir, how are you doing? And they go, what the fuck do you mean you call me, sir? I like to be called, uh, she. I had no idea. Dude, I just fucking met you. Before I pop you in the chops, calm it the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> and explain yourself. Like, because I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, it's I never you. like, hey you're man. You're saying like, a lot
1: of angry words
0: at me. Like, it's never like, hey man, you, which you, I'd prefer to be called this. It's always like an angry response. Right. You know what? Give a little leeway. say, excuse me, I liked it.
1: Fine. I'll respect that. I will not respect you if you come back at me as an asshole. <laughs>
0: It's you're like going to get three, the asshole response. You're, you're 300 pounds with purple hair. I have no idea what the fuck you are. Like, I don't yeah. even know. Are you, are you even from this planet? Are you one of these new aliens that are supposed to be real? I don't know.
1: Well, what do you do if you don't know what to call them? Do you call them it or excuse me or hey you? Like, what That's if they the, don't like to be called did you? They, what if did they don't they like cancel to cancel? I don't Pat know.
0: From fucking SNL. Remember, like, it's Pat? <laughs> yeah. Pat the Androgynous. Everybody would be so offended by that now, right? Uh, would they? I don't know. Probably.
1: You never know. Somebody's going to be offended because it doesn't matter what you do. Even if it's in the vein of comedy, somebody's going to be pissed off.
0: And you know what? If you read the Constitution, it says thou shalt have the right to be fucking offended.
1: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's written on the <laughs> back. in written on the
0: back, yeah. It was one of Thomas Jefferson's, uh, I think the second or third iteration of it.
1: He's fucking with people. He wrote shit. He wrote shit on the back, and he's like, nobody's yeah. gonna read this. They're gonna frame it, and it's all gonna be in some museum. And we're gonna have all this crazy shit on the back.
0: Good to go. That'd be
1: funny if you found out. Like, you, did you ever read the back of the the Declaration of Independence? No, it has a whole bunch of shit on there that like people don't even know.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the B side. No one would listen to the B side. Everyone just listen to the single. Well, there is a a book. It was a
1: pretty well crafted book, um, and it was about. Ah uh, shit! This writer goes into like stuff that's based on reality, but like in a fictional way. Like it's all treasure hunting kind of stuff. And one of one of the books that I read was um they were talking about the revisions. The con- was the Continental Congress got together. They wrote the drafts for the Declaration, and then they they signed it. Um, and when they got together, they had all these drafts, and they would have you know beliefs and they would argue about well how what are we going to do about slavery what are we going to do about money what are we going to do about like you know ownership and all this other stuff and it was one of the things was about um i think black rights and they and they were talking about one of the edits cuz there are several edits for the constitution that are out there that people have found but then there's some lost ones that there were versions that are just have never been found so this was one of them that came out and they're like you know, somebody's asking, like, "Well, why is this so important?" It's it's not the it's not the Declaration of Inde, Inde, uh, Independence. It's you know, it's not the Constitution. But what you know, what's so special about it? They're like, "Well, it showed the intent of the forefathers and the argument they had about certain topics." And I guess this was focusing on um, on black rights, and it was kind of you don't think about it, but you're like, "Oh yeah, that really tells a story about black rights or about firearms." You know what I mean? You're having a um, you know, a big political—that's uh, what it was. It Was about firearms. You having this big political argument about you know what should we do with firearms, but now you go back to a draft of the forefathers and they talk about what they're what they were meaning, and you're seeing the drafts, and you kind of like to see that information is kind of it's pretty interesting. It could change people's mindset. You know,
0: kind of seeing the do the work to get to the conclusion.
1: Right, the wisdom the involved in coming up with the final, right? Like, cause you read the words and you're like, well, I think they meant that. And there's still some things that are kind of up to loose interpretation, you know? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's so it's kind of, cool. kind of interesting concept when you look at that, but there are, um, there are constitutional drafts where they actually have like, you know, cross out and, you know, hmm. discussion notes and stuff like that. And they kept them under wraps, uh, for the most part, but there were copies that were, you know, some copies that got made and there were groups that were working on different different items. So it's pretty interesting if you think about it. You
0: gotta wonder if like the guy from South Carolina is like, I believe the Negro should be one fifth of a person. And they're like, Bro, bro, we're <laughs> yeah. doing three fifths. We're doing three fifths, <laughs> like, no, one
1: fifth. But you know, they had that discussion, you know, it's horrible to. as it sounds. Like somebody was like, I don't believe we should do that. Yes, I believe we should. Well, wh- where can we negotiate and what you know, like do we have the right for... a
0: person? No, yeah. three, three fifths. That's as, that's as much as we're given the Negro.
1: Well, and you see the edit and right to bear arms, meant I could show my arms and not have to cover them up with sleeves.
0: <laughs> we, totally Damn, boy, right? we totally misinterpreted that bad boy, right? Totally
1: misinterpreted that.
0: Well, Damn. that's actually a perfect goddamn segue. <laughs> and also someone who does not care, something that does not care about your pronouns, no matter what they are.
1: Oh, yeah. You got to take this one. I just saw the video. I was like, holy crap. The Terrifying.
0: Photographer shows how fast grizzly bears attack in heart stopping video. So you did watch the video.
1: I did. I was watching God. it while we were talking before.
0: Damn. So wildlife <laughs> photographer Aaron Teasdale set up his camera to capture the release of a 22 year old grizzly bear back into the wild in the Whitefish range in Montana, USA he posted this on his instagram i think it only has 3600 likes i have no idea why this is the most <sighs> insane goddamn video ever so they show they show uh, one of those like metal traps that they have the bear in and those guys get way out of the way they open up the trap and the speed at which this bear comes out and just <laughs> is, it's, it's mind blowing. It was like it. he
1: knew where that camera was before that thing opened.
0: Oh my god! of the video. And the longest part of the video is the door actually up.
1: Yeah, it was kind of. I'm waiting around. I'm like, what's going on with this oh. video? There's nothing happening, and all of a sudden, it was just like a rush, and then it was kind of over.
0: I mean, from him getting out of that cage to just destroying that camera, it had to be two seconds, maybe, to go, what, 20 feet, 15 feet? Oh, he, he runs right to it, like, I gotcha. Yeah, blazing. It is, like, I have chills, like, just having watched it. It's so creepy. And you see people are like, I could take a bear, bro. I could definitely take a bear, bro. Yeah, no, no way. You couldn't. Maybe, you maybe can wrestle like, that thing. Maybe a bitch ass little like black bear in Jersey, but not like a real grizzly bear. Four so, did you see the revenant? It. I did not. But right. I know about you the gotta... obviously just the scene with the bear and stuff. Yeah.
1: Everybody knows about the scene. You gotta go and watch it. And remember, this is like a stage thing. They did a little CG. Just watch it and think about this is fake, but it's very realistic, terrifying. You'll have nightmares. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty green. gnarly
0: yeah yeah so the uh so the photographer expected the grizzly to bolt towards the nearby creek when released so he set yeah. up his camera and tripod accordingly however the enormous creature had other ideas and wanted to quote re- get revenge on the damn humans with the audacity to trap him so the camera captured the <laughs> grizzly bear attack from an astonishing first-hand perspective in the uh, clip, the grizzly bear launches from the trap with astonishing force, and then furiously bounds toward the photographer's camera at high speed.
1: Dude, he just tears that thing up.
0: Oh, oh my! It God. is like it is
1: like he that thing owed him money. He was he was. I'm pissed off.
0: Yeah, give me a camera. He's like, do they say how big the bear was? And I it said it was 22.
1: But they did say year that old bear moved pretty damn nimble.
0: Yeah. They said that the grizzly bear is the fastest of the eight bear species, reaching speeds up to 35 miles an hour.
1: Damn. It was pretty rapid, I got to say. Like, I'd be thinking, hey, we could open this up and run away. Yeah, there's no way. You're you're dead. (laughs) Because that thing's pissed off and he's coming out like you're dead. You're just dead
0: say that one in 17 americans think they could beat a grizzly bear in hand-to-claw combat <laughs> i, I want to see that like this is
1: bros versus joe <laughs> what is it uh joe's versus uh pros i want to oh see my that
0: God.
1: yeah uh, let, let's put you in there because you know there's so many of those like yeah yeah i could take a bear
0: okay let's do this come on let's do it
1: i want to see that let's put up or shut up buddy boy.
0: Oof, yeah, we're gonna have the link in the show notes. It's absolutely terrifying. It's a must terrifying. watch. It's yeah. uh, oh, the speed and the power of this thing is crazy,
1: <laughs> but it's quite awesome. I gotta say,
0: it is now. Also, too, people who are like, oh my god, I'm so horrible. They captured a bear, dial it back with your bear love. Yeah, grizzly bears are some of the creepiest, most awful creatures on the planet. I know we all have teddy bears, and teddy. For some reason, the teddy bear became such a thing in this country. This is no damn bears, teddy bear, dude. Bears eat their young. Like bears are fucked up. They're disgusting creatures. Yeah, there's like a crazy. You can watch where uh, like there was some video I watched, unfortunately, and it was like a mama bear with her cubs, and this other bear came, and the other bear came and killed one of the cubs, and the mother damn. bear actually ate the dead baby. So think about that when you're buying your teddy bear. You go into the uh, what's the build a bear place, and you're like, oh, they're so cute. Bears are assholes. I don't give a fuck. Nasty. You. They will kill you. They will eat your kid. They like their kid. They don't care. Bears are awful. Care. So stop they're acting. Eating somebody. You're watching Winnie the Pooh. You're watching the the bear necessities. The, the bear necessities. Like, have, this thing's not singing. It is, have, is killing cartoonified and taking all the badassness out of bears in from Disney and Winnie the Pooh and all that. Bears are assholes.
1: They yes just they
0: recognize. Are. Just recognize that. You'll be much happier. Oh, man. Guy's Nasty. Crazy. Polar bears are even worse. Yeah, they're they're, only- they're
1: schizo or they're bipolar, right? There's something with them. <laughs> they're bipolar. <laughs>
0: They're bipolar polar bears. Yeah. I think they're they so, said they're they're
1: actually schizophrenic. Like they're they're fucking crazy. Like that's a nice way of saying, yes, they are really psychologically messed up. It's cause they're in the freaking cold. I'd be yeah. messed up too. Yeah. I don't blame they're them. They're like, bears. That's what they do. They're on some blob of ice. I blame the people for going too close to them. Be like, oh, but the bear's so cute. It's like the the idiots that are like, I want to go hang like there was a guy, what was it? Um, it was in Yellowstone, and he was helping a buffalo um that was stuck in a stream, and he actually helped it, a baby buffalo get up out of the stream. And they're like, This is why we have signs everywhere, asshole, not to touch, you know, not not to come in contact with them. So that person helped the um, the baby buffalo get out of the stream. Well, it had the scent of human on it. And then it was just ignored by its parents, by, by the entire herd. And it was starving to death. So I put it down. It's like, wow, you're a real asshole for trying to do that. Like, I know you meant well, but you have no idea what you're doing. Just kind of, you know, that's why they have signs. Like, read the signs, learn what you're doing. Like, just, I don't know. They have signs up. That's that's why.
0: I wonder if animals like pass down traditions in generations like we would. You know, like in their own way. Eat imagine, the people like, that get close to you. Well, imagine, the, imagine like the bears passing down knowledge to like the next generation. They're like, yeah, these things used to be really tough and capture us. Now look how like fat and slow they've gotten. I mean, it's not even fair. <laughs> it's so easy. We could be eating these things all day.
1: Look at that guy. Just make make believe that you're still eating. Let them get a little closer, and then we'll we'll, we'll track them down. Yeah, no way he's getting away. Yeah, he's ah, not getting. Bears fun. are bears are nothing to mess with. Ugh. even black bear. Like I remember, I was terrified one time. I'm riding my uh, my road bike. Now I'm in spandex with clip on yeah. shoes. I'm in no fight shape, no shape to run, nothing, and I'm coming down this hill, flying at probably like thirty, maybe maybe faster, thirty five miles an hour, and I see a mama bear with two little babies and they're crossing the road. And I come to a complete halt. I'm like, what the hell do I do? And then I realize I can't really go uphill very fast. Like, and I got to turn around and I'm in clips like, Holy shit, I'm going to die. So I just waited and they crossed. And then I just kept flying down the hill. I'm like, if that thing chases me, I got a shot. Cause I'll, I'll hit 30 easily <laughs> and maybe be able to outrun them. But it's a little terrifying, man. I believe I'll need a new pair of spandex. <laughs> that's right. This encounter. Well, they were brown, so they kind of match. Yeah, oh, it all you blends that's in. Good. Yeah, it's <laughs> all good. I, I'm good. They're brown.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah. Watch this video, and oh. it's just it's it's it makes <laughs> you,
1: know, you really... know photographers are fucking right. Hey, hold this steak. Hold the lunch. I'm gonna be yeah, right, right back, and then they open the thing, and that's it.
0: Pigs in a blanket. And delicious how'd you
1: how'd you get rid of that guy well you know what let's say he was hanging around eating lunch i open the thing yada 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 i need a new camera guy <laughs> yeah. you just gotta yada, yada kill the guy
0: it definitely makes you re-understand your place in the universe and be thankful that we humans are smart enough to create tools and weapons because if we're all just a bunch of jabronis hanging out in nature and we got dealing with these bears like be game set match fair,
1: yeah. We're just a bunch of dirty apes, too. I don't know,
0: soft, pink, <laughs> pathetic little apes stub our toe when we're on bed rest for two weeks.
1: Little imitation ape ass bitches. That's all we are,
0: yeah. Hmm. Well, that's all we got for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Check com. Find us on the socials, X, Facebook, Instagram, untapped, YouTube at Ski Bum Podcast. Send us an email, Ski Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Stay high, stay flutin'.
0: See ya.